Well, it certainly seems that that encounter of the Samaritan would be very newsworthy in the day. Uh, on that day, on that road in Jerusalem, or Judea, it was not the priest, it was not the Levite that stopped to help, but the hero of the story was a Samaritan, the despised and hated Samaritan was the newsworthy hero of the day. And he was newsworthy for one reason. And that reason, Luke tells us in Luke 10, verse, 30, uh, verse 37, is that the reason that this man was the hero in 1037 is because he had mercy on him. That's what made the Samaritan the hero. That's what made him the newsworthy figure of the day. That he, out of the three, was the one who, it says, had mercy on him. Mercy, by definition, is uh, in action. It's mercy is when you see a need and you see a hurt, you see a want, you see somebody who's in distress, somebody who's in suffering, you see somebody who's broken, and you act to step in and help meet that need. That's mercy. Mercy is an action. And mercy is what defined the Samaritan as being the hero on this day. When we think about mercy and people stepping in and people helping out, and we look at this story, we know that on this day that it wasn't the priest who went by, it was the priest who walked by. We know that it was the Levite when he came to the place where the man was beaten and he was left half dead. The Levite also went by on the other side of the road. But the scriptures tell us in Luke 34, Luke 10, 34, that when the Samaritan came to the place where the man was injured. It says that he, verse 34, went to him. He went to him. Those are pretty simple words, aren't they? He went to him. But those are the profound words in the passage. He went to him. That's the movement of mercy. Moving towards someone moving towards the brokenness, moving towards the pain, moving towards the hurt, moving towards the distress. And on this day, it wasn't the priest who did that, it wasn't the Levite, but it was the Samaritan who the scriptures say went to him. And this is important because we see here that mercy, the, 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 the defining trait of mercy is an action. It's something that we do. We do mercy. And the Samaritan was the one who did mercy. And that's the point that I think that Jesus is trying to instill in us through this parable is he recounts the action of the Samaritan. You will find in this account that the, the description of what the Samaritan did, the actions of the Samaritan, are really more... There's more given there and written there 
than about any other character in all of the Gospels other than Jesus Christ. And I think the reason for that is, is that Jesus wants us to know what a neighbor looks like. A neighbor looks like one who does mercy. And what mercy looks like is one who does the action of going and helping, meeting the need, stepping in, going towards the person. And so we read that the Samaritan went to him. And that was the first action, right? Because he could have just stayed on the road. I don't know where this guy was. He was beaten off to the side, probably left maybe even down in a ditch. But it was a risk to go to the man. He went to him, took the time. He acted. Then it says he bandaged his wounds using oil, using uh, wine. And in the New Testament times, you would use oil to clean the wound you would use wine to disinfect the wound and then you would bandage it but it seems like this man seems a little, description is a little different here suggesting that maybe his wounds were so serious that the first thing that had to be done is i got to bandage the wounds i got to stop the bleeding and then he poured the oil and he poured the wine on top of them to take take care of it he he acted by putting the man on a, on his animal he took the man to to the inn there at the end, he cared for the man, and then he paid for the man's continued care. Over and over again, we see that it was this Samaritan in this story who acted, who acted. And really, isn't, isn't what he's doing here a response to the whole setup of the story? Remember, the whole setup to this story was a, uh, a religious lawyer. A man who knew the law, wanting to justify himself and prove that he had inherited the kingdom of God, that he didn't have to worry. He knew that he was God's child and one day he would be in the kingdom of God. That was the setup to this whole story. And so what we see here is, this, is Jesus points to this Samaritan as the neighbor who acted in mercy. It is really the living out of the very verse that the lawyer quoted is, is evidence of what the law says you need to do. In Deuteronomy 6, 5, the lawyer said, one of the things that you need to do is you love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, in verse 27. And then he says, you love your neighbor as yourself. And isn't exactly what the Samaritan doing? Isn't that loving your neighbor as yourself? I really doubt that if the you know, like if the, the priest or the Levite, let's just say the priest or the Levite, imagine like they were this, you know, they, they had been beaten and they're laying on the road and they're all bloody and, you know, the life is draining out of them. And, it's, and, and to do what the neighbor wanted to do, and a guy comes down the road, he sees me, and, and what does he do? He walks by on the other side of the road, the priest does. Now, if the priest was laying here all bloody, dying, would the priest want somebody to walk by the other side of the road? Would the priest be like, that's all right, just go by, just go by. I, I'll bleed out in a few minutes, it won't matter. That's okay, and, and then the vultures will come and eat me and peck me. Meanwhile, my, my lips are cracked and dry and got any water, that's all right, but, but just walk by. I'm, I'm fine, I'm good with that because that's what, I, that's, that's what I want to be done to me. Well, no, that's ridiculous, isn't it? If you were that guy, what would you want done to you? You would want somebody to stop. 
You would want somebody to help. You would want somebody to bandage your wounds. You would want somebody to take care of you. The priest didn't fulfill the law. The Levite didn't fulfill the law. They should have known the law. And they did know the law, but they did not act in mercy. Instead, the one that Jesus points to as the newsworthy hero is the Samaritan because he did exactly what the law said we should do. We should stop. We should act. We should care. And the emphasis for Jesus is on this action. Because in this action, we demonstrate exactly what the lawyer was pushing for is that we are in the kingdom of God. That we have had hearts that have been transformed by our God. Because our God is one who is a God of mercy. Our God, when he saw us lost in our sin, when he saw that the wages of sin was death, when he saw that we could do nothing to save ourselves, he didn't just say, well, too bad. Our God stepped in. Our God took action. Our God went towards us to show mercy, to do what we couldn't do for ourselves. And he gave his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross, who took our penalty for our sin, and he took our justification for our sin, and he took everything that we needed to be made right in God's eyes. Why? Because God showed mercy. That's our God. And if we've inherited the nature of our God, if we've inherited the kingdom of God, then our very nature and the core of who we are as people will to be people who are merciful. Why? Because God is the God of mercy. And Jesus told us in Luke, he said, he looked people in the eye and he said, I want you to be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. That's who you are as my followers. That's who you are as God's children. You are to be people of mercy. And the book of Lamentations reminds us that God's mercy is new every morning. God never runs out of mercy. And that's who we are to be. If we've inherited the kingdom of God, if we are Christ followers, then we will be filled with that mercy and that mercy will be demonstrated in the actions of our lives. Jesus says only a good tree can bear good fruit. By the fruit of the tree you will know them. And if we are not extending mercy, if we are not acting in mercy, then we really need to question as Jesus was poking at the rich young, as he was poking at the lawyer here, whether or not he was inheriting the kingdom of God. Because if you inherit the kingdom of God, you will be a neighbor. And how are you a neighbor? You act in mercy. When you see someone in need, you see someone who, who uh, needs help, someone who needs care, you just don't stand there and along the road and just uh, shrug your shoulders and go, well, too bad for them. They got themselves in a real bind there. Hmm. Or you don't just say, well, you know what, I'll just pray for you. Pray and walk on your way. You don't stand on the road and you just don't look down the road hoping somebody else is coming to take care of this person in, 
in their plight, but you step in. Why? Because you have a God who is merciful. And God's Spirit has transformed you into a person who is merciful. And as his people, we act in mercy. That is who we are. Jesus looked, and he looked that, that, that lawyer in the eye, and he says, see what that Samaritan has done? Now you go do likewise. The Greek word is homoios. It is you do equally. Just do exactly what he has done, because that's one who is in the kingdom of God. And so the question is really very simple for us this morning, isn't it? It's like, have you and are you a neighbor to those in need by your mercy that you demonstrate, that you live out? Are you defined as a neighbor this morning by the people in the world, by the people around you, that they see you as a neighbor because you show mercy? You have that grieving, grieving friend, and you are a neighbor by bringing comfort to them. There is a, a, a mother or a father or a family who is struggling right now, and you are a neighbor to them by walking alongside them and supporting them and encouraging them. You're a neighbor to that little baby that's being formed in the mother's womb by keeping that baby safe. You are a neighbor to people of all colors to make sure that they have access for success. You're a neighbor to that grumpy guy who lives next door by sharing the gospel with them so that they can know the joy of their salvation. You're a neighbor and the list goes on. As we come across those in our path, we go and do likewise because that's who we are, right? We go and do likewise because that is, is who we are. We don't stand there and we don't question it. We don't think through it. We don't wonder if we have enough resources. We don't even have to bat an eye whether or not is this something I should step in and do. The answer is yes. I don't walk by on the other side. I go to them. Because that's exactly what our Father did to us, and we as his children go to him. And so, friends, the application of this parable is really very simple. But it's also going to keep us very busy, isn't it? And that's okay. Because that's who we are. That's who we are. We are, we are God's hands and feet to those here in this world who are along the road and those who are broken and hurting and suffering and in pain. That's who we are. We're not here on this earth to get the most money that we can, to have the most pleasure that we can, to gain the most power that we can. We are here on this earth just passing through. The scriptures tell us we are aliens and strangers, but we are God's ambassadors while we are here. And as his ambassadors, we represent the kingdom of heaven. And we make sure that God's kingdom is done on earth as it is in heaven. And how is God's kingdom lived out? It's a kingdom of mercy. And so we, his people, by our very identity, we live out this mercy. 
It's a good thing. It's not another thing we have to do. It's who we are, that we are participants in this thing called the kingdom of God. And we get to restore, and we get to renew, and we get to bring hope, and we get to help. That's who we are. We aren't people who walk by on the other side. We are people who go to the need and help because that is who we are. And so we act out of our identity of who we are. And I get to point people to a great God who is full of mercy. I get to point people to his kingdom that is full of mercy. And maybe today people just have a, a sour attitude towards the church, towards the church filled with those hypocrites. Maybe it's just because we walk by on the other side far too often when the very nature and call of our God is to show mercy and go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. That's what Jesus said. And I think this is what it means to take up our cross daily and follow him. What did Jesus do? How was his day marked and ordered? It was by bringing mercy into people's lives. I love the story in the book of Mark. It's the story of blind Bartimaeus. I don't know if you remember that story. Jesus is heading into Jericho, and there alongside the road is a blind man. And this guy is going nuts, just hollering for Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, he heard Jesus in town. Help me, help me, Jesus. And all the people that are with Jesus walk over to this blind man and go, will you just shut up? He doesn't have time for you. You be quiet, you blind old beggar. Just sit there. He's master. He's got things to do. And they're walking on, and Jesus, what does Jesus do? He stops. He lives out this parable right here, doesn't he? He goes to the blind man, and then he says, do you want to see? And he goes, I want to see. Go, you can see. Jesus demonstrated that he was one who brings mercy to people. And we as his followers have to stop along the road. I don't think we're going to have to go across the world to live this out. I think in your path and on the road where you walk, where you live, within your own families, just where you go, the Samaritan wasn't like out to transform all of Judea. He was on his way doing his business. There was a need. And when there's that need, we stop. We go to the need. We bring mercy. Because that's who we are. And so I just want you to remember that that's our identity, that we are people who bring mercy. And Jesus asked the question, he said, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the answer is what? The one who showed mercy. Then it's pretty simple, isn't it? Go and do likewise. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for these words of Jesus that are here today, that have been preserved for us, God. And I just ask that um, we would be known as your people, not who walk by, but people who help, people who serve, people who support, people who encourage, people who do what needs to be done. So God, I pray that this would be a community that would act in mercy. And I thank you for all the ways the hearts of this church have been responsive to that, for the way that we are engaged in safe families, the ways that we are helping with kids' hope, 
the ways that we are collecting food for those who are hungry, for providing home as we work with Jacob, and all the other countless ways, God, that we are invested in bringing your mercy and your grace and your goodness to this world. And so, God, help us to continue to do that. May you stir in us. And, and when we get to that point where we start to stop and ask questions and wrestle with, should we help, that we would hear the Savior just saying to us loudly, go and do likewise. And may we be obedient to never question the call of Jesus on our life. May we be people who live in mercy. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Well, let's stand together and let's just uh, recommit our lives uh, to doing what Jesus has called us to do by being feet that move in this world, by being feet that will go where he calls us to go, by being feet that will bring mercy to this world around us. Orchard Hill, let us be a community of feet that move. Good morning.